0: behind the curtain of the softly training lab with the softly performance
1: podcast the pinnacle of human performance is out there and we intend to find it
0: Welcome back to another Softly Performance Podcast. What's going on, guys? We thought we'd bring you an awesome show today, to talk a little bit about life balance from working remotely, I guess you would say, and and that's what we do for a living. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, realistically, it's not really coming down to the fact of 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 working remotely. It's finding like those smallest worthwhile changes that we keep talking about from the cognitive warrior system to allow for us. To find that balance, I guess you would say,
1: yeah, almost kind of like a generic work life bal- balance, work life balance, no matter kind of what, Correct. what your role or your, your job entails.
0: I think that's, I guess that is it, right? And, and we go ahead and open the podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? We are here in Salt Lake City um, on another work trip, another big project that we're working on. There's a George lot is of back. really, yeah, right, um, back in Salt Lake City. But I guess we can say is we've we've dealt with a lot of transitions from um from a personal side of the house um i mean the past two and a half three years i think my transitions have been pretty uh constant from moving from one state to another from you know one house to the next one house to the next and back from one state to another you you know since 2020 you've moved from the uk out to buffalo yeah, and yeah. travel like crazy uh you know since some of the restrictions and things have lifted off, we've tried to get you out in person as quickly as possible. But you also do have a very unique transition that you've had to like learn to transition through and like work. And I think where I'm going with this conversation as a whole is that like it's never it never stops. Like I'm just looking for the next transition, and not in a in a negative connotation, right? Like, and as 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 I've been doing more martial arts and Brazilian jiu-jitsu what i'm finding is, is like the money maker is how smooth do you move through the transition yeah now <laughs> if you've listened to our podcast in the recent years and you and, and you've been keeping up with us for the past year and we've been really pushing and again, it was the conscious warrior system. We have now renamed it or reframed it as the cognitive warrior system. We talked a lot about that idea. of The transition is a very difficult point. Um, and it's a difficult phase for many people because a lot of things are out of their control. And a lot of people already are not very good. And that could be probably me speaking in absolute, and I don't mean to do that. Just from an observation standpoint, as human beings and from my own personal experience, transition periods are not the smoothest for me now all the time.
1: Yeah, I think generally most people kind of like stability, don't they? Even even people who are like adrenaline junkies and kind of love being out doing crazy sports and things, they at least like the stability of being able to get the fix of doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, and I guess it's
0: to the point now, man, is like, you know, we're moving on to bigger and better, or bigger and better things, right, as we continue to always evolve softly and we're bringing out the next piece and we're, And that next piece is the cognitive warrior system, right? And a lot of the times, you know, the conversations between Matt and I, and again, guys, we're still talking about this system or this program or whatever you guys want to deem it. Once you guys get into your hands and those who have experienced it already, I don't even know what we would name it because at the end of the day, realistically, it's a behavioral health or behavioral change or or, or however you want to look at it style program. It's a guided discovery program we said in the past, but we're able to like implement it at every phase of our life.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's kind of with with anything like that, like the ultimate the ultimate kind of test, I suppose, of whether whether something like a system works is whether it can be scalable no matter like where you are and what what it is you're doing. Um, and that's like George was saying, that's definitely something we're we're kind of working on. Yeah, pretty hard. We it, want it it's to, want it to be relevant to to who like to whoever whoever's kind of taking part in it
0: i guess that's it right like and that's the cool part is that like you know we've talked about this many times before is like softlets n- not only focusing on the stress window of the tactical professional or the or the individual who is put into this threshold of stress and has to be resilient to it because it's their job and that, and, and again i can label that however you want but in the most simple terms that's where I go ahead and look at an individual It's like how do we go ahead and improve their ability to handle stress for multiple for multiple duration or multiple days and durations intensity and volume yeah. how do we go ahead and improve that and you know something I've taken from the ultra endurance world is you don't run a hundred mile race to, you don't train a hundred mile you don't run 100 miles in a training run to run a hundred mile races there's a yeah. compounding effect of accumulation of volume and specific types of intensity and not just from time on feet but Does your race have elevation in it? How much elevation? So now you have to start playing that game. Mm. So what I've done is I've taken this idea of this consistent small build over time and I've applied it to these behaviors, right? Or the idea of like what really gives me this this balanced lifestyle that allows me to be fulfilled, meaning that I, I feel satisfied and like... My efforts in my job, I feel satisfied in my efforts in my home life. I feel satisfied when I go ahead and put effort into my gym time, or maybe there's some kind of hobby or whatever else that I feel satisfied because I'm able to give it everything I can.
1: Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think you, I think you're a great illustration of that when you when you kind of think of. I know you touched on the the kind of the move back from from Salt Lake. And we'll go down that in here but, in a little bit. But I was just going to say, in in terms of in terms of finding that. That balance, I know from from just chatting with you like yesterday and and over the last few weeks, it's it's kind of building momentum, and almost like the more momentum you have, the more like the little crap things in life like they just kind of bounce off because you've got so much momentum. That's inter- it's a force, right? Yeah. I, I guess <laughs> yeah. so. I guess that's
0: something you know. Again, we always like to tie things back to. For me, my foundation, especially when I go ahead and have the thought process, and those who have been listening to this podcast since two thousand seventeen is when we first started it have seen a, a dramatic change in, in the way I think, but let me go ahead and point out a foundation and a pattern, i always go back and revert to the strength conditioning world and how I tie it to my overall lifestyle and how I view the world as a whole, because that's how- Kind of a reference point. I reference my sure. reference point, right? And, and then sometimes for me to understand my strength and conditioning, I have to go back another reference point, Yeah. right? And being like, okay, what did I learn from there so then I can carry it over? Okay, cool, now I'm here, now I can apply this. Yeah, I'm not saying that like becoming a performance coach or a performance, you know, uh, architect is whatever you want to call it. I wasn't looking to like try and find this s- secret key or whatever this thing because It's not. It's, it's, it's they're very manageable and effective, um, just actionable steps that you have to take ownership of when it comes down to the idea of learning how to train somebody. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. the only way I can understand that is by putting myself through it. Meaning that I have to stand under it, which is me understanding it. Yeah. So I guess the idea here is is that I've on purpose put myself in certain positions to allow myself to problem solve to get out of it or figure it out.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know if you sorry, interrupting you. No, you're I don't good know if, if you guys so in in Brit military we have AT or adventure training. Yep. Um and so they're they're PTIs, physical training instructors, whose sole role is to be experienced in hard skills of things like rock climbing and kayaking and mountaineering stuff like that. Coolest job ever. But like uh, the other big part of the job is is the quote unquote soft skills, yeah. so the kind of facilitation side of things, and and where they kind of excel is like you were talking about team building and stuff last night is to To try and put people in in situations, we cu- we call it like being put on stretch. I don't okay. know if that if you have that kind of cool. expression here, but like basically, it's kind of um, being in, excuse me, being in kind of what people perceive as being a risky situation. Okay. So if you're yep, yeah. if you're kind of lead climbing or something like that, um, they'll they'll make sure that the the actual risk is very low, but it will feel for someone particularly who's not a climber, it will it will feel Correct. quite scary, and that has like a host of benefits in terms of kind of the, the crossover back to tactical and, and okay. things like that. But also just, just those, um, having those, those reference points like you talked about where where people can think like, okay, well I've, I've been on stretch. I've been like to kind of the point where I'm not too far off like breaking and because I can, uh, because I have that reference point now, when I look back on, I don't know, this, this uh, this email's got to be sent by five o'clock, or this report's got to be written. Like everything's a bit more relative, rather rather yeah. than it just being kind of like binary, like it's scary or it's not. Yeah. Uh, so I guess the Sorry, perception. No, no,
0: no, no. I think it's a really good point, and I think this kind of casts us down the the next uh, river path of our conversation is the idea that our perception to stress is always going to be manipulating. Yeah. Right, like, yeah. like, because we talked about RPE yesterday, right? and it's something that you know we we really harp on. And I think this RPE idea is probably one of the greatest inventions that we can can go ahead and turn turn to and look at is like an, an auto regulation system, right? And when you go ahead and utilize an auto auto-regula- regulated auto regulated system, it allows for us to go ahead and create a pattern, right? Because we're now able to set up a data point across the board and being like, huh, this time period I perceived these events at this stress level on the RPE scale but that same event four months later I perceived it as higher why you've been exposed to it before that is the key to opening the door to now have a conversation looking at again what we're doing with the cognitive warrior system is this perception this idea of overall wellness and the balance of life
1: right outside
0: of this of of their profession the sport whatever it is we're talking about right it allows us to be like, okay, cool. Well, what were you doing different then? Because mm-hmm. now we can, we can, we we have points to look at. And like in the military, you know, and again, a lot of the individuals who do land nav and hunt know that from a land navigation standpoint, there's a resection or repoints, right, where you have two points that allow for you to find where you're at. That's called resectioning to help redirect you and get you where you need to. You need two major points to go ahead and then connect that connection. It's the same thing here, right? Okay, cool. You had the same event here. You perceive this here. You perceive it again. What's happened between the two of those things, as well as what was going on in a variable standpoint of sleep? Were you eating well? You know, how was your physical conditioning in that time period? Was it was it promoting heart health, like in a good way, or was it like you just in the gym, hammering at home for the meathead style of you, and you weren't doing no conditioning? Yeah. Like,
1: and I suppose similar to similar to like the land nav example you used. If you can, if you've got those two reference points, then you can start asking why kind of like a, like a toddler, like a little kid, like the deeper you can, the deeper you can figure out why, like, why did I go off course or why not, um, both for, for NAV and for training. That's, I think that can be, that can be hugely powerful because you can, you can kind of dig quite deep into like motivational factors and why, why things are kind of going well when they're going well. And why maybe when things aren't going so well, why that's happening. And hopefully that allows you to kind of build in mitigating sort of like prevention strategies almost. Well, I mean,
0: so it's, it's the same idea of you talking about being on a wall or climbing a, a, a rock on a, on a lead. And that's, that's the safest but the most riskiest thing you could be doing as your job with that skill set because you've been exposed to it so long. I think that's the idea here is when we go ahead and look at it from uh, individual like individual zones of like the operational or the optimal functioning aspect, right? When we talk about eyes off that Mm, model from the sports psych side of the house. I think this is a really interesting point that we can pull out of there because what they talk a lot about is the idea of the experience and skill is gonna go ahead and determine the perception of whatever stress or how well they go ahead and and, and perceive it and what they have to do to find that optimal arousal state to operate in. Yeah, yeah. So I think it goes here to say it's just like it goes back to me saying earlier was the idea is like, I like to put myself in bad positions because it allows for me then to problem solve and get out of it, right? But then from there again, what does it do? It just creates new problems, which I have to continue to problem solve. So it's a continuous action. And I guess when it comes to the cognitive warrior system, and this is something that you and I have been talking about quite a bit because we, we are pushing a little bit more. We're getting ready to here, especially after you guys are in this podcast, you might be seeing it a little bit more often. It's because the reins have been left. I'd go and be like, go, spread the, spread the good news. We need to get <laughs> yeah. it out it it's been something that we we've been working on together on like how do we want to um what's the word I want to say deliver it towards very digestible because again I can't just walk up to someone and be like hey <laughs> your behaviors are making you shitty and it's not making you feel good <laughs> and you yeah. might want to go and do these things why because what happens yeah yeah, instant right? shutdown. Instant shutdown. And like, let's be completely honest, how many of us have done this to our loved ones or it's been done to us? And not and not from just a health and health performance or a performance aspect. I'm talking about just in regular day life. I mean, I'm 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 guilty of it. I've I've yeah. done it, I'm pretty sure, more than I can count with my wife. My wife's done it to me. Same thing yeah. here, right? There's people we've done without even realizing it because it just happens. So it's kind of the idea of taking that same external awareness of others and like their problems and like their their issues that are causing this 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 slow snowball effect going downwards in health, which yeah, when I throw good sleep at them and when I throw good food at them, it's just not gonna do anything once in a while because like you said, this force is so powerful, it's just bouncing things off. Mm. So let's go ahead and flip-flop that analogy now and yeah. let's go ahead and say like that force, that snowball that's rolling down with all that force is actually healthy behaviors.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. now,
0: when you throw a night of drinking in, or you throw in a glass of wine, or if you sleep for six hours, I it, it mean, does it really affect you much? No, because you've had this compounding effect, and now it has this greatest force. And then we can talk about energy, right? Yeah. Like, we just tying all that together. It's just like, no, I have the, the, the energy in a healthy manner to, like, oh, I can handle not having six hours of sleep, or yeah. having six hours of sleep, or I can handle four. It's when that starts becoming. The majority of it, and it's not the other stuff.
1: Yeah, and and I, th- I mean, it's such a it's such a buzz term at the moment in this kind of area. But that whole resilience idea, or this this idea of being like robust, but I think that's that's it. It's like as a as a human, forget the kind of the, the tactical side of things. As a human, you you should be able to handle like some pretty gnarly shit and still be all right. Like we're, we're built pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we're actually, George Contestor- well,
0: So like, I'm going to point this out and I don't mean to be mean. I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I, I go ahead and take someone who is very overweight and is obese. Right. And some of these individuals that are, or that are, or that are in this manner and they got there in, in whatever shape, manner, form, whatever from incidents they couldn't control to maybe they do control. And that's just their choice. They have, what I'm pointing out here is like you look at someone on that end of the spectrum and you look at how resilient the body is to handle that kind of yeah. behaviors. But then you have someone on the opposite end of the spectrum we can look at a bodybuilder who is at its peak, right? Maybe the, at the peak it is the health, healthiest person, but we know that to be at peak performance, it's not always going to be the healthiest thing for our body in an optimal state, we know that, and and are we ever going to be at that optimal state that's going to give us the longest life possible? It's like Russian roulette, bro. I I can't tell you, but I can't control things that are going to allow for me. So maybe like that I, that headspace, people are like, well, fuck, it's Russian roulette, and go from there. And maybe that's the wrong headspace. Maybe I shouldn't share that either. Maybe it needs to be like, hey, like I understand. I, I get this this side of the spectrum of the obesity side, but then you have this like really extremist who is like, I got to do X, Y, and Z. I got to do all these things. And it's like, how realistic is that? Is really also like, how dangerous is that for the body?
1: Yeah, probably both fairly dysfunctional.
0: Right? And, and, and correct, right? Yeah. And like, and I don't want to. Man, that's another big thing, right? Just this idea of dysfunctional and this idea of resiliency. I guess, I, as me, you know how I am. I hate sticking to buzz terms. I like to yeah. kind of stick outside of the realm. And I think for for this is just we're just increasing the capacity to handle stress. Yeah, that's it. Like at the end of the day, I'm just increasing the capacity and we can see people talk about the stress cup. We can talk about that. And it's like, all I'm doing is trying to teach individuals how to implement small worthwhile changes in their own behaviors throughout the day that slowly compound and build and increase the capacity in which you can handle stress. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like at the end of the day, that, that is it. Yeah. But what's crazy is by doing that, it, it highlights a lot of other things. And yeah. It, 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 when, when I say things, I mean other behaviors. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, the reason why you're not a resilient individual, goddammit, I said the word. Um, <laughs> resilient individual or you're not a robust individual or you're not like you're you're seeing these things or these things are happening, right? You're injured all the time or you're very fragile. And it's like, have you ever thought about how you perceive the other things in your life and how you take action in that as well?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And just like like we kind of talked about when we did when we did our last cohort. This this idea of like if you can, kind of go, linking back the conversation almost. If you can if you can get some reference points. So in 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 our in kind of the system we're working on, it's it's having these six pillars. So if you if you can have six six pillars that act almost as a as a reference, it gives you some idea of like where to start. So the the noise of all the other crazy stuff starts to kind of back down a little bit.
0: Yeah, I I like the fact that you. It, you bring that up because I I got some really close friends who used to use this soundboard analogy to express strength in, in, in I guess, energy systems, yeah. right? You got power, you got strength, you got oh, st- like stream. Yeah, yeah, equal, yeah. And that's, and like when you go ahead and start talking, that's where my brain goes right away with mm-hmm. this. Because um, I, I think it's a really good analogy, right? It's like, and I guess this is my head, again, of the interesting person I am and the curious person I am in learning how to do things. Like one of the, the projects we worked on, I spent almost a month and a half to two months, it felt like, refixing audio. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. We've, I fucked up the audio from the beginning, and now I had to go back and learn how to like lower the, the reverb and lower the echo and take care of all these other things. So I had to play with the sounding board.
1: Yeah.
0: And I was like, man. It is very interesting to see how like if I change the echo this way and I change the reverb to this, it now actually distorts the voice distorts something. Or, oh, I add some clarity to this, I add this, it changes and it manipulates. And I was like, wow, it, it's a it's a very plain black and white. The universe is just that way in general with everything we do. Like a human being is what created that.
1: Yeah. Right? Like yeah.
0: It's yeah. like, oh, it's the same exact thing again with our behaviors. And I know we keep talking, and I hope it's not in circles, but we're saying this in different manners because that's what we believe this this cognivore warrior system is. It's it's a very unique program that can be catered to the individual as a whole in a very group setting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that's that's a good way of looking at it. Kind of pro- like you said with your with your EQ um software, it's like providing you the tools to be able to kind of it start somewhere to, <laughs> to clean it up. And, and, yeah, and, yeah. and
0: now, and what you guys will see is like when we drop this new pro or this, it's not a program, it's going to be a module and we're going to be pushing it. And it's going to be this idea where we're going to go ahead and offer like many classes and many courses that you guys can go ahead and, and, and take and have access to. And it's just going to be another piece of the part of the company of like what we encompass. And again, it's going back to these different phases. There's going to be conversations. There's going to be ways and there's going to be, deep dives into different subject matter experts, things that we are really stoked about. And and, and this is a, in the very infancy as we're building it. And it's actually getting ready to be in a place where we're like, yeah, let's fucking launch this. It's taken almost three years, honestly. It, it really has taken a long time. And I think a lot of it has been because of the work that I've done for myself in like trying to like find if this really does work. Right. It's like, cool. I've seen this work on other athletes by me implementing, but I never had a system behind it for however many years or something I I believed in. And then I started being able to have the ability to like attach systems together, I guess. Right. And from there it was like, all right, how do I innovate this now? So this goes back to, again, you'll learn about this from part of our, you know, our methodology is the idea of isolate, integrate, and innovate. Like, I really truly believe that. And I think that that just not goes for like movement and, and writing. And if I haven't, I don't think I've talked about that on the podcast, right? The idea of isolate, integrate, innovate. I no. don't think so. All right. So I feel like
1: we've, I feel like we've talked we've about it, talked so about it quite a bit. And we've like, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, the idea of this, this isolate, integrate, innovate is to allow for us to go ahead and take variables and isolate them and start to like dissect them a little bit and, and not let the other. Variables or spheres infect it, meaning that ultimately I just want to know what's going on here in this sphere. And let's go ahead and take, we'll go ahead and take the the Cognitive warrior systems pillars. Let's say we have six spheres. We got sleep, nutrition, heart health, autonomic nervous system management, psychological state, and occupational management, right? Stress management. Let's say we have all of those. The, the idea here is I just can't start looking at why are these all just broken? What is it? Inter- no, I have to separate them. I have to isolate them, right? And it's the same way I look at movement. Mm-hmm. So, again, here I'm going back to how I, I guess, conceptualize um, information in the world now. is something I've really yeah. learned to do is like, okay, cool. I'm really understanding how I view things. So it was like, well, in movement, I go ahead and look at, you know, when I look at someone move, I look at the full body, yes, but I start seeing breakdowns happen, and I'm like, uh-oh, what's going on? I don't just go straight for all the breakdowns. I go ahead and find the very first point in which is connected to the ground okay. is the way I like to think about that. And it's always the feet or the ankles. And I go ahead, okay, cool, let me go and see what's going on. And I start to isolate each portion of the body, it's pretty much I look. I isolate the joint-by-joint joint approach, right? Okay. The joint-by-joint joint approach, I go ahead and break that and isolate that. And what is the joint-by-joint joint approach? It literally breaks down your your full body from t- toe-to-head, toe-down, and head-to-toe uh, in in joint in which is going to be either for debil- uh, stability or for flexibility in the way they kind of view it, right? So the way the ankle was made, yes, is it a stable joint, yes, it is, but it's also a very flexible joint. So, like, that's what that does for us. Cool. Is any of those things missing from that? Oh, cool. People, what does the knee do? Is the knee a stable or is it a... We know that's a stability joint. We need that to do things. The hip is the same way. Look, the hip is like a very multifunctional uh, type of joint because it does stabilize. It does create um, flexibility, and it also helps us stay resilient and strong. It's the middle portion of us. And then we go ahead and look at the spine, and it breaks the spine into multiple areas. You have the... the lumbar spine they break it like what does that look like you know it goes up to the t spine and is that flexible is that durable right and then we go to the neck and we continue going on so again what i explained there was like i just broke down each part of the body and i start looking at each movement right away it's a system it's the same way when i go back over to the cognitive warrior system when we go ahead and talk about the isolation phase where we're just isolating these variables or these spheres to figure out what's going on all right let's let's go ahead and hone in on on this for a little bit let's hone on this for a little bit let's hone on this for a little bit. Yeah. And we just kind of slow drop it, uh, slow drip it. Right. And then boom, we're like, all right, awesome. We now see that these are the things that are happening out of these spheres. All right, cool. Here is a set of conditions and treatments and interventions that we want you to integrate into those spheres now.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: What do I do with movement? If I see someone's ankle mobility, who is a, has asymmetrical, um, uh, movement, meaning that, they have 3 inches of range of motion on their right ankle and they have half an inch or an inch and a half on the yeah. other ankle. Yeah. There must have been some fucking injury there because that's a gnarly yeah. gnarly difference. But again, we see that. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people yeah. out there. Yeah. So, okay, cool. How do we fix that? Well, we have to develop a set of conditions or or a set of like treatments or interventions to help kind of start improving that. Mm-hmm. It's the same way with sleep. If you're not sleeping properly and you're whatever else, we're throwing you things to do that work for you and now you can be as creative as you want and this is the cool part about that is that like hey just because we're giving you these things we want you also to go and do your own research and find what works best for you because ultimately you're just going to go ahead and have to redo this every time you start seeing yourself having shittier sleep meaning that you should be able to re-engineer or reverse engineer your own issues over time yeah right like we want to educate that and give you that ability that that willpower, right and that's the huge piece of that is like okay, cool, once I start integrating all these things, what does it do to my lifestyle? What does it do to my profession how do i how do I perceive stress? My capacity to handle stress starts to improve right That's where the innovate aspect comes in the innovate phase where now you're actually living a myth, you're actually being able to throw things into your day randomly throughout different portions of it. You know, you're actually able to have a fluid day. You're no longer running into resistance. And what I mean by that is like you'll know when you have a really flowy type day because it's like things that are normally bothering you is just like, I'm good, right? It's like, oh, when you meet resistance, you become water, right? Like that's the idea. and And again, can we live there all the time? No. But we can be there more um, more of the time than we are now yeah
1: yeah no, i th- i think I think that's great, and I think um kind of linking the music, the music linking the movement stuff with the lifestyle uh however you want to kind of turn those pillars having having that um i guess the empowerment or the confidence to know that you've you've effectively done that yourself. Like you, you've kind of figured out what works best for you. Yeah. I think that's that's huge um, because you're now that you're now not dependent on an external source. You're not dependent on going to see Doctor Joe twice a week for a like a reset or something like that. You you kind of you have the confidence that you have the tools to to fix stuff, which I think especially for for our guys from a kind of literal perspective for like the the tactical population who maybe don't have access 24 7 to support staff like that both from a movement and a lifestyle perspective that's massive but in just in terms of longevity which is obviously what we're what we're always yep. trying to chase that that kind of 30 year <laughs> 30 year career and still be kicking um no, knowing that you can kind of yeah you you can problem solve yourself is is massive.
0: So like that's, and I guess that's kind of where we're at now, right? Is like, hey, we want to go ahead and start looking at how do we problem solve. So you asked me this morning. You know, we woke up, got our morning ready. He's like, hey, how's how's the wife enjoying her new job? Um, and I was like, she's enjoying it really a lot. But I was like, let's save it for the podcast. And the reason was because it really highlighted the fact that like the remote working world has this connotation of like i have to work 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 it seems like but then you have on the opposite end of the spectrum for some people that i i don't work at all because i'm working remotely so again we have this one extreme or the other and no one can ever find that happy medium or that optimal state of like really enjoying work balance and i I, i'd be honest like i've been doing i've been working remotely or working from home or working on my own let's just be completely true since i left the military since 2015 i've been to remote You know, I've done remote coaching. I've done, you know, softy stuff. I've worked through school stuff online. I mean, you name it. Everything has always been a remote style job. I've coached in person. I've done all these other things. It's always just been kind of whatever. And it was interesting to me as I was having a conversation with Savannah last night because the the statement I'm going to say was I'm going to use is really what I heard her say was, I used to.
1: Okay. Do you, do you want to set the scene initially in terms of like... Yeah, so how, go for so, it. So when did, you, when did you guys move back? So,
0: yeah, so we just recently moved back to Salt, uh, from Salt Lake City to Southern California. Um, the way that I like to express our move is that my wife is a beautiful, delicate plant whose roots were not, un, were not able to like grow here in Salt Lake City because of the nutrients in the soil. And that, and that she's realistically a Southern California flower. She's not a Salt Lake City flower. And it's okay to recognize that. And we had to get her and my family, and she wanted to get back to her family. We had to, you know, where nutrients were at to make her grow. We're back in Southern California. And I'm not going to lie to you, I can grow anywhere. (laughs) Um, But it's not a a shot at my wife or nothing like that. I'm just saying, like, I can, and some people probably be like, no, you can't, bro. And maybe (laughs) they're right. Maybe I can't live anywhere. And I think Southern California is a place, and Matt said it earlier. He's like, mate, you look like a different person walking up to me. Yeah. but the idea—we we made this transition, and we've done multiple transitions. And, and you know, my wife has been momming it up for like the past three years, having kids, and it's like respect. And I give all the respect to all the moms out there. Um, I have you know multiple baby moms. We know that. Like, I'm not afraid to to talk about it. Like, I have really healthy co uh, co-parenting relationships with all of them, and it's taken a lot of work. And the cool thing was is when we bring it back and kind of set the scene is we moved back out to Southern California and you know, the past couple, it's been three months now, I think less than that. Yeah. My wife finally two months in, she was like, I want or actually the first month in, she was like, I want a job. And I was like, cool. If you want a job, go get a job. Like, but if you're going to get a job, get one that's going to set you up for success, like in your profession. Don't just go grab a Starbucks job. Don't just go do as like, That makes no sense you got a master's degree in performance psychology you got a bachelor's degree in like health and science and and educational public health or however you want to look at it I was like you have a really strong set of foundations that will benefit you going into the real world and I was like so she ended up finding a really cool job that she enjoys doing as like an HR recruiter but she's working with humans and she enjoys it right but it's also a very fucking demanding job. And if I didn't realize how demanding an eight to five job from home looked like, yeah. especially when, and this is what I'm going to say, the environment that fosters that. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we're moved back. I have a garden now. I have a front yard with the kids. Love it. I enjoy the and stuff Shelby, in California. You know, plant analogies. Yeah. All the plant analogies. I, I sit there in the mornings now as one of my new behaviors to like, kind of help me manage the stress and perceive stress at a lower during the day now is why watering my, my, my plants. Yeah. Um, you know, i go out gotten water it and it was something my grandfather used to do a lot, dude. And my grandfather was an air force tech sergeant. He used to f- be, uh, not a pilot, but he was a crew, tr- like on the crew chief for flight, for air, for the airplanes during world war two. And he would go to like different air sta- air base stations to drop off, uh, like new engines and stuff like oh, that cool. for all the, airplanes you know he was like yeah we used to drop shit over the top of fucking you know d-day so if we're dropping things out to like airspaces or like you know landing zones and whatever else he's like we're doing this stuff you know he he, he got to share that stuff but yeah, i right. always saw him working on his yard and his garden
1: i remember, I remember you saying he was really like inspirational really you, inspi- and, like generally
0: and but, generally yeah. right like a big reason why i joined the military mm-hmm. um you know he fought World war Two. i was like my my dad didn't go like you know my dad did his thing you know it was like, man, I wanna I wanna be another Brionis following in that footsteps. But long story short, that's another story. But bringing it back, you know, being able to add in this watering of the garden, taking care of the garden, it's really shown me this idea of like if you just constantly do something, it's gonna go ahead and do what? Gonna grow. Yeah. Right. I'm looking at these flowers here. I remember when they started out with no buds on them. I've been fla- watering them now for the past month and a half, like every morning. Mm. Same thing with my orange tree, right? And my garden has, and we'll come back to the guys' story here in a little bit, but Matt's really fascinated with my garden. This is the fifth time that he's asked me to talk about it. Um I've shown him photos. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think he's more jealous than I'm anything orange, else. <laughs> <jealous>. <laughs> I think he's a little envious. <laughs> growing oranges. I'm Get growing my eyes out. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh-huh. yeah. Um But like, for example, like the oranges right now are like in bloom, like they're sprouting like crazy and I just keep watering and they keep coming out. They're actually really good. Um, We have grapes growing right now. So I had to like look on YouTube how to prune grape trees and like the stems and how to like get them to like grow a certain way to where the, the grapes are hanging off the right. Like I literally had to do stuff like that. I went down the rabbit hole about learning about soil and how to increase the nutrients in soil.
1: I think I think there's a lot of parallels. I I don't want to kind of take you off your off No, your no, flow, keep going. I, when you think when you think back to to kind of like performance training, performance training and gardening are probably pretty similar in that like it's all about patience and doing a little bit each day. Like if you if you stand there for 30 minutes constantly watering a plant, it's not going to be it, it's going to die. It's not going to like giving it more water more than it needs is going to start to become like a detriment Yeah, ju- in just the same way as like applying a training stimulus. A hundred percent. It's, it's about like, it, it's really hard to see the differences in the garden from Monday to Tuesday, but in the last two months like you've been saying that you've been doing stuff, you you can see physical changes and, and things like that. Yeah. So it's, it's playing the long game, I guess.
0: And that's the cool thing is what this gardening is thing is doing. It's teaching me this like patience game. Yeah. You know, and like, I'm not gonna lie to you. My grandfather ended up having, you know, before, after, before he passed away, he had four properties, three of them. He was renting out with like duplexes on them plus his house. And yeah. every single property had a beautiful lawn that I used to cut from the age of like eight years old all the way up nice. until I left. Yeah. Um, that was the way I got money. Like yeah, that's yeah. how I learned how to work for money. You know, I just went to grandma and grandpa's house and they made me work all My grandpa just made me work all over the fucking place. And yeah. It was cool. I never sat inside most of the time. Yeah. Um, But it was cool to see that, right? And I remember him sitting out there just watering the grass every morning after his breakfast, just out there in his slacks and his button-up collared shirt tucked in with a brown belt and his like fancy old man shoes and his <laughs> pepper hair comb over dude just sitting there just, you know, watering the grass and and, and watering his flowers. Yeah. And I used to just go out there with him and just hang out and just like, I never realized how much pride he took into it until I started really kind of doing my own. And, and it, again, this was just something that, you know, I moved into this house and the landlord was like, Hey, these people put this garden in and it hasn't been tended to. And I like, I looked at it and I was like, man, I was like, I don't want this to look shitty out here. Like, my kids play. I was like, my wife looks out the window from here. Like, I want to take pride in this. And I haven't been able to take pride in a home just for a very long time, actually. So this was cool to be able to do that. And, like, I just literally went on a rampage with, like, learning about gardening. And I have a compost pile now. Like, I take coffee grinds, and I throw my coffee grinds into the soil because of the, the acidity actually helps improve nutrients. In the soil, it keeps bugs away. There's a whole bunch of things, right? Like, it's just, it's just a really cool project it's a it's something that i'm just learning to like do and i enjoy it and i think it's going to be something i do for the rest of my life like yeah what it gives me right and there's a lot of connections and i like think about this i sit there with the water hose right and the water's running and i'm just looking at these plants and i'm sitting in this direct sunlight yeah just sitting there it, it, well, first off water at that at that speed and you playing with it is a very meditative state i just find myself dude just barreling dude mm. just bear i get some of my best thoughts in there dude i get some of the creativity dude it's yeah massive and i'm a very creative dude already and i need that space so like that's been a really healthy thing right like it's something that goes there so again this is me throwing in small little 20 minute pieces into my day right like again going back to the idea and we'll bring it back to my wife and like the conversation sorry
1: that was me completely derailing it no 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 it's good it's good it's
0: good it's good it's good it's more of just like i want to set the scene because the conversation we had was you know she was explaining to me she was like you know a lot of my coworkers say i used to do these things i used to go to crossfit i used to go for walks i used to do my kids this until i picked up this job and and i'm like man i'm like from a performance like side of the house and from a and from understanding the psychological side of the house like how is that bringing good energy to your work mm-hmm is where I went with this with her. Yeah. It was like, I was like, so it was like the way I'm saying this is like, if I was to bring a negative energy into my work, how would this podcast be right now?
1: Pretty rough. Correct. Pretty pretty hard work. So
0: imagine having five people on a team on a zoom call talking that way while you're trying to get work done.
1: And I can, I can guarantee people listening are in a team. Like, or have at least been in a team where that's been the vibe. Yep. I, I certainly have. I a hundred percent. Right. And those chains, like you always talk about is those chains become really
0: heavy. <laughs> I love the fact that you say that because that's when I was like, and, and, and my wife was like, man, I'm, I don't want to become that. I used to. And I was like, okay. I was like, but you used to go out for hikes on your own all the time. You used to go out and run. You used to go do these things. I was like, you don't do those no more. I was like, I'm not trying to be mean. I was like, I'm not trying to be mean. I was like, I'm just stating facts. I was like, you have I used to statements now, mm. and, 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 and and Granted, I get it. We all have I used to statements, and they're all choices, right? I was like, but I'd rather have I used to statements in a way that I am in a healthier state, not an unhealthier state. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like that is ultimately the path that I took with that. And I was like, you have to understand. It's like I. I do this for a living.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Like, I'm like, the, the past three years, like I told her, I was like, hey, babe, for the past three years, my love, I was like, this is what I've been learning how to teach people to do is to be able to take this idea of life balance and stress and how do you create a lifestyle that allows for you to manage your workload and your stress load, but still enjoy life.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I was like, I'll be honest with you, I was like, the other day, I was like, I walked by and I looked into into the room in her office and I, I felt sad for her because, again, it wasn't nothing she said or nothing she did. She was like, well, I got to pick on that. And I was like, well, no, you don't understand, my love. I was like, it was just the way your body language was. Like, you just were like, like I could see the accumulation of stress from the week on you. Mm. I was like, because I recognize that stuff. Like, if I was to put you, your, your, your RPE scale of occupational <laughs> exertion units of an RPE 1 through 10, what was your day like and how many hours did you work today? Yeah. I guarantee you, you're above a seven and you're working eight hours, 10 hours a day. I was like, yeah, of course, by Friday, you're going to feel that way. Yeah. I was like, I'm not yeah. saying that you can manage that. I was like, but there's ways to lower those numbers from like our, our ability. Mm. I, and I, sorry. No, no, no. That, yeah, it, it was just like, that was that was the idea behind it.
1: Yeah, I, I, what I was going to say is, I think I think some of that is, is really difficult in that it's almost like cultural. Like, um, I, I think it, from, from kind of my experience of, of moving, like in the in the UK I'd say we're we're probably somewhere in in, in the middle. Here I think it's it's very um people f- quite rightly and, and like with the kind of the history of the, the country it sort of makes sense. Like very uh like work hard, grind hard, correct, get as much knowledge as you can. Um and then like the other side of the kind of the equation from from kind of people I know rather than from personal experience, places like Australia and New Zealand are like the complete other way in that it's it's kind of they, they work so they can live. So like there's enough money to be able to Correct. go to the beach and surf Correct. and stuff like that. And I don't, I don't know necessarily where the one's better than the other, but it's just being aware that that's the culture you're in.
0: So check this out where I'm going to bring a book up, the creative leap. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. both have read and we've talked about it on this podcast, but it goes right back to the wander rigor. You're you're the, the individual who is surfing to, working just to surf to like make a living is a wanderer. The person who is working to make whatever else is the rigor, Right. He does that too long, what happens?
1: Yeah, just just kind of flat. There's nothing. Correct. Yeah.
0: You do this too long, what happens? You <laughs> yeah. become nothing. Yeah. So I think it's a healthy balance of the two. And that's what I was trying to get to her. It was mm-hmm. like, I was like, my love, I was like, you work from home. No one can see you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you have to answer an email. You have to ask her some like whatever else. And you have to be on meetings and you have all these things. I was like, I get that. I was like, but that doesn't mean that we sit here behind the computer from eight to five like you're in an office as someone's watching you. Mm -hmm. I was like, there's a reason why people found working from home is probably a lot better than working in an office. I was like, but don't turn your home into the office because you're gonna resent the home.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: I was like, you have to implement like small little like go for your walks. Like take your one hour, two hour like alone time hikes and your runs, go do that. Set up maybe a morning routine where like it's it's again to where you have this flow for the day, to where you're not going into your day already, overwhelmed. We still have a toddler in a fucking six-month-at-home-at-home. We're still dealing with trying to get nannies in the house because it's so inconsistent in fucking Southern California as well as in Salt Lake City. But I think just trying to find good help in general these days is really fucking hard. Let's just put it that way. And everyone feels entitled that, yeah, long story short, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I look at it as a whole that, we can go ahead and set ourselves up for success if we can go ahead and just kind of create different observation positions, right? To allow for us to then to create this full picture of whatever it is we're looking at and being like, oh yeah, I used to do these things. Why'd you stop, boy? Because I now sit behind this desk from eight in the morning to whenever and it fucking drives me crazy. Mm -hmm. I like it, it's fun, and I can tell she loves it, but you don't want to burn out. And that's what I was trying to get to her. I was like, look, don't burn out. I was like, I've been there, I've done it. I was like, the company seen me do it. I was like, which is, I've asked for help for it. I've had to change different things. We brought someone on like yourself to where we're a yin and yang now, right? But I've also learned to have a really healthy work-life balance where, hey, when I get behind that computer for fucking three or four hours or whatever else or whatever projects or task I have, hey, guess what?
1: Yeah, it's like 10 to 11.
0: It's 100%, yeah. bro. It's like, boom, I'm, wah, and then yeah. once it's done and it's fucking all right, cool, what's the next thing, mm. right? Cool, I have these things going on. Well, you know what? It's it's the same thing. It's just, I guess, compartmentalizing and being able to understand those transitions, take time and learning how to do those things.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and, and everybody's sort of circumstances are, are gonna be slightly different, which again goes back to this idea of rather than being overly prescriptive and saying, well, you must do, here check this box yeah Yeah. don't fucking check the box before you do anything else then you must go for a walk and then you must do this in order to like live healthily and happily and stuff if if we can kind of get get across like the the underlying why's again to go back to what we're talking about at the the start like why these things might be beneficial and then it kind of becomes a little bit easier for people to think well well maybe i maybe i can't do an hour of yoga but maybe i can stand and do some light stretching while i'm doing something else, five minutes in a two hour period boom and it starts that momentum correct that that ball rolling
0: and that's the huge piece right because i was i was was just like i was like yeah just like there's nothing wrong with playing around with it it's it's an email it's a yeah i get it you have like blocks of work where you have to sit behind the computer for a couple hours because that's how long it takes i was like imagine you having a specific window during your day within that work window that's specific for that and it actually takes less time now, and all of a sudden now you have more time in your day to do something else. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, all I'm trying to say is like, learn how to like, be a sniper with your energy, mm. right? Like, you know, Brent said it perfectly at dinner last night, right? He's like, man, I don't know when I'm going. He's like, so I'm gonna fucking use my time in the way I want to use my time.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Correct. Yeah. That's our boss. Yeah. The owner of Softly just said that. Yeah. It, and, and look how look how strong we are as a company. To look at how like. Like, how much that we continue to grow and build as human beings because we're really trying to focus on this. Because, again, I'm not going to say we're walking billboards, but like, I just can't say, hey, we're doing these, hey, do these things. And I, I don't do that. I, I can't do that. I have to. And it's for me, realistically, yeah. right? And yeah. it's when I, and, that, and that's the goal here is like, this isn't for your kids. This isn't for your work. This, this has to be ultimately for you. And like, how long do you want to live? What's the, what is longevity to you? yeah right yeah. like i i truly believe that dude that's that's a that's that is something that at the end of the day like it has to be for you from an internal self standpoint
1: yeah and and 100 and that's again kind of bringing the bringing the conversation sort of back around that's been the real challenge in terms of trying to trying to design something that's going to be like online content because in an ideal world we'd have like a a softly human performance team in, in every gym. Yep. And, and just, just as it is when you work with a coach at the moment, we'd be have, able to have these sort of conversations dripped over time, just like George feeding his garden. And and so that you gradually build that momentum and you can have those kind of organic conversations and, and figure stuff out, but that's obviously not scalable. So, so it's trying to, how, how do we find as much of that magic as possible in like a in a content or in a in a platform I, I, I should say that's accessible to as many people as possible.
0: Correct. And and, and avoid the checkbox culture. Yeah. Right? Like everyone's yeah. like for example, I heard something on the, the other day that's pushing the tactical space. Do your twenty minute walks a day, like everything, and I'm like, how realistic that is at for everybody? Yeah. Like yeah. it's not. Like that's not realistic. Now can they throw it in randomly throughout their throughout their week or whatever? Sure, but it's not a checkbox. It's not a checkbox that I did yoga this morning. It's not a checkbox that I got to do five minutes of whatever. I don't check the box when I brush my fucking teeth. I don't check box when I eat lunch, breakfast, or dinner, or, not, or just when I eat meals. I don't. It's not a checkbox lifestyle. It's not a checkbox culture. This isn't what this is. This is like, hey, throw in these behaviors at times that you find the white space in your day that you know are going to make the worthwhile changes for you to be better, moving forward in the day yeah and that's ultimately what it is and
1: and if you if you understand again kind of we were talking about the education piece and why that's so important if you understand the reason that you're brushing your teeth the reason that you're going for a walk the reason that you're eating like healthily if if that kind of makes sense rather than like you're saying george just as checking the box then that's that's kind of how how this stuff sticks for for longevity but also how like because you because you understand the concept rather than okay I've just got to do this abstract thing it makes it much easier to make it individualized so again talking about going back to movement and, and strength training and things if you know the the kind of the underlying exercise physiology and stuff like that within trying to get stronger for instance rather than I uh, I can only do five sets of five back squats at 85 90% whatever kind of arbitrary numbers if if you understand well, what's what's the physiological biomechanical changes that are happening for that strength adaptation to take place, then you know that actually I've, I've got loads of different options. I could do some split squats, I could do some pulls, I could Correct. do some isos, and it and and then it starts to become like a conversation of well, that's way more fun. So so do that, and and things start to become positive and fun rather than that kind of that checkbox, which we know is. Certainly, from uh, oh. I kind of experience, it. it's, it's so entrenched in in kind of the the military and, and like tactical organizations because they're largely governmental and and big. It's much easier to have someone just yeah, I signed to say I understand that, or I I, yep. I tick that box to say I've done that, rather than to get the, the true value. So that's a bit cynical, I guess. No, for, I, I I love
0: that. the fact that you <laughs> pointed out and like we're going to start wrapping this up here in a minute, but uh, you know, bringing it full circle and talking about it, what we're what we're the way that we were trying to articulate and like become uh, or make it more digestible was the idea that, hey, look, the activities that you put into your day to help benefit and, and create this increase of, of capacity to handle stress and perceive stress needs to be enjoyable. And, and, and that's ultimately what it is, right? Like from the sports psychology world, this is something that we, we, we harp on is like, hey, look, you need to create enjoyable responses and, and um, perceptions so that then it sticks longer. right? Let's go ahead and look at it. And again, I don't want to get too down to the rabbit hole and this can be something else. But if you have a negative outcome to something, how long does that stick? Yeah. Yeah. You can,
1: you can muscle through a 28 day, eat nothing but fucking grass, like nutrition plan and and get really shredded. No shit. But that's not going to be something that you're going to correct.
0: But, and it's not enjoyable. Yeah. Right. So like you have to find things, I find, I'm not going to say things, find activities that make your, your behavior, Enjoyable, However I want to word that, I'll probably figure it out because that's something that I want to push is like this idea of enjoyable pleasure needs to make healthier choices. Yeah. Right? Like that's ultimately kind of where I'm going with it. Like
1: you said, that's exactly what what Brent was on about last night. Like time here is finite. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I guess that's what it is, right? At the end of the day, if you're guys going to go and take anything from this, from this idea of like work-life balance and work can be anything. It could be a tactical professional. It could be a nurse. It could be your lawyer. It could be someone who just does an HR recruiting like my wife who, whatever. The idea is set up activities throughout your day that is not a checkbox, that is enjoyable and pleasurable in a healthy and logical manner. Like that's ultimately my conclusion on that. That's it.
1: And plant an orange tree.
0: And plant an orange tree with grapes. Um, Matt wants to, yes, (laughs) do all that. But again, that's where we're coming with that. So again, thanks for your time, for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Um, If you have any questions for me, email me at at georgeatsafi.com
1: or matt at Softleet.com.
0: and if you want to know who we were listening to in the beginning of this podcast it is going to be it was fireworks check them out they're actually a really cool um ambient style type band or group and something i listen to a lot when i jump into the flow or whatever else so thanks for your time today and we'll check you guys later